Welcome to the next episode of Strategize to Succeed, Selectively Applying the Strategies which we discuss each week, will help you as you progress from conditions to opportunities to successes. Today's episode discusses the counterbalance between one person's eagerness and enthusiasm and another person's resentment and retribution. The subject is interruption. Why do it? What it accomplishes? and how it may defeat your objectives. First, an acknowledgement and admission. Probably at one time or another, every person has interrupted another speaker. And yes, that includes your mentor. Although there can be negative consequences, I don't believe that there is usually malicious intent involved. Instead, I believe that the act of interrupting can be traced back to childhood. Think about elementary school. Sitting in class, waving your hand, and wanting to take over the class discussion. You were likely brimming with excitement over encountering a subject about which you felt confident. You wanted to show off your knowledge and maybe impress the other students and teacher. So you did anything that you could to draw the attention to yourself, sometimes just starting to talk. And oftentimes those comments were made at the expense of another student or even the teacher still speaking. Usually there were no significant consequences perhaps apologizing or missing a recess, but nothing that had any long-term effects. The result was that most of us never understood what was really so bad about interrupting. And to a greater or lesser extent, it became a habit in which we periodically indulged. But now it's time for all of us to acknowledge that we need to improve ourselves by reducing or eliminating our habit of interrupting. The best way to make a change in our behavior is to first understand why we do it. As a childhood pattern, interrupting might fall somewhere between cute and a nuisance. However, as adults, the implications likely become enhanced. Around a conference table, where your colleagues are trying to justify their individual ideas, interrupting each other may be a not-so-subtle sign of competition to gain the attention and perhaps favor of the meeting's chairperson. A pattern of interrupting can also be a mark of impatience when one is dealing with a more deliberate colleague or friend. Often one can be impatient, but if that accompanies an absence of self-control, then one is likely to see interruptive behavior. Whether you try to sugarcoat the behavior by claiming that it was based on enthusiasm and eagerness, or you regard it with greater skepticism, the conclusion is the same. It is likely disruptive and rude. 
Interrupting is a self-centered act, unless one is yelling fire or another safety warning. To interrupt someone else while they are speaking changes the focus from the speaker and takes it to the source of the interruption. An interrupter is essentially a playground bully. He wants the conversation to be about what he wants, when he wants it, with the focus to be on him and his views. What this approach does accomplish is a form of annoyance for other members of the conversation. The pace and emphasis of the subject matter has changed. At the point of an interruption, the flow of a conversation grinds to a halt and the speaker who may be embarrassed by being the victim of the interruption may be further victimized by having their confidence shattered by losing the intention which they had gained when speaking. In essence, the interrupter has shifted the conversational focus away from its existing point of emphasis and skewed it to accommodate the interrupter's will and suit his own singular interests. It is a cruel act of one-sided self-interest and while the interrupter may feel that he is adding to the information presented in the course of a conversation, if an interrupter truly had such an altruistic motivation, he would demonstrate a marginal level of self-restraint and respectfully wait the few seconds until the speaker had concluded his comments. Many people try to justify their behavior by positing that to interrupt only has a favorable impact on a conversation. It serves to extend the breadth of the conversation and can stimulate further participation. However, quite the opposite is more likely to become the result of a burst of interruption. When a conversation, which has an established cadence in the give and take, becomes victimized by an interrupter, the original objectives of the dialogue can be hijacked. Instead of keeping the focus on the points being exchanged, the interrupter has shifted the attention to the style of communication. The importance of the substance of the conversation has been reduced to an afterthought. The response to the interruption has become centered on the manner of conveyance, whereas it should have been centered on the furtherance of the thoughts being shared. The long-term effect of an interrupter's participation is that their contribution may be deemed less worthwhile. Subsequent opportunities to take part in a meeting may be curtailed because the victims of the interrupter may have lost faith in the value of the interrupter's engagement. This response has the effect of negating the very objective which the interrupter was aspiring to achieve. Let's assume for the moment that you have seen the light. You have decided to reform your ways and become a former interrupter. So how do you pivot to the new improved you? For guidance, I turn to an article in Better Marketing 
entitled How to Listen Without Interrupting by Jake Doggy. Mr. Doggy starts by quoting research that reveals that 98% of people are interrupted multiple times daily. This number is further aggravated by the fact that our average attention span is eight seconds, making human beings increasingly susceptible to the process of interrupting and being interrupted. With a minimal attention span, apparently we have a natural inclination to be short on patience and have a significant proclivity to interrupt. The result is to change the pattern of interrupting behavior requires a greater intent to succeed. The opposite of interrupting is listening. And so it is the listening skills which need to be strengthened in order to counter interrupting behavior. With this premise, Mr. Doggy highlights four habits to incorporate into your behavior to help you shift away from interrupting. The first skill, and I believe one of the most universally important, is to keep eye contact. This skill has a two-pronged impact. Of course, by literally keeping the focus on a speaker, you are showing respect. This is the opposite of the interrupter, who by their very action is being disrespectful. In addition, if you make the effort to keep eye contact with a speaker, you will find that it becomes very difficult to change the focus of what you would like to say and then interrupt. The second skill noted in the article to strengthen listening skills and consequently reduce the tendency to interrupt is to keep lists of what you want to discuss. This seems to curtail the spontaneous element which interrupters frequently demonstrate. Instead, interrupters put the effort into planning future conversations. The third skill mentioned by Mr. Doggy is to make a scale to compare task urgency. The criteria is to distinguish the difference between urgent and important. The standard advocate is to ask the question, does this need to be shared right now? each time that you would like to interrupt with a thought. Most of the time, you know that the information is not urgent and that negates the need to interrupt. The final skill offered is to stay humble. A chronic interrupter likes to hear the sound of their own voice. However, as Mr. Doggy states, quote, being impressed with our own advice is a silent killer." Close quote. Give the other speaker a chance. If you suppress the need to interrupt, you might listen and learn something new. Ultimately, if we are interrupting, we can't be listening. And then we have a greater chance of missing out on something important. Just as we turned into a society of impatient interrupters, 
With a little effort, we can evolve into a more patient and ultimately better informed society of listeners. Thank you for sharing your time today. Remember your application of strategic decision-making approaches can result in more beneficial outcomes for you, both professionally and personally. Why not turn that process into your opportunity?